When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Out at center ice. Achari brings it over the line into the right circle. Shoots, he scores! Noel Achari electrifies the crowd here at the Garden with a short-handed goal. He drilled it low inside the far post. 1-0 Bruins. There's the opening goal of the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and it is the Bruins leading Columbus 1-0. Nothing now early into the second period, about a minute and a half into the middle frame in Boston. Coming up later tonight, the Stars and the Blues. Tomorrow, the Hurricanes will take on the Islanders and the Avalanche will open up against the Sharks. All Boston in this game, reminiscent of the Blue Jackets' opening period of the opening round against Tampa Bay, except that went even worse for them on the scoreboard as uh, they were lit up 3-0 by the Lightning and you know what happened after that. They went on to win the series in four straight, but this is a a bit of a different situation for the Lightning. They had this long break between series. They hadn't played since last Tuesday. Boston going pretty much every other day in that seven-game win over the Toronto Maple Leafs. So uh, Columbus sitting around for the playoffs not knowing who they're going to play until a couple of days ago. John Tortorella talked earlier about the long break between the series. We tried to appear as best we could uh, to simulate the game situation. Um, Had a scrimmage game, brought people in, uh, did a lot of different things in our practices. You just can't simulate emotion. Uh, And and I think that's what playoff hockey is about. It's not it's not a lot of X's and O's. It's, it's, It's about uh, playing in the areas, uh, handling the surges, all different things that happens in the games. We're going to experience it early. Uh, I hope we're ready. I can't guarantee how it is. Uh, uh, eight or nine days off, uh, uh, I think we can say all the right things, as I'm trying to do right now, uh, but it comes down to the players being mentally ready. To me, it's not a physical readiness. It's a mental readiness as far as ready to elevate your compete uh, to start a series. Well, I think you heard a little bit of concern there from John Tortorella, and it has come true so far. All Boston in this game. Uh, The shots now, what is it up to? 16-4, the shots for Boston when we played their shorthanded goal as uh, they approached the three-minute mark of the second period. I don't know if anything's going to top the first round, but... But uh, it's uh, it's fun as we continue along. Thanks a lot for joining us uh, joining us tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630. Chad, you can text 630-630. Our phone number 780-496-0063 as we will uh, cover off a few topics here 
And I'm looking forward to the segment tonight at 7 o'clock. Robin Brownlee, Murray Soraka coming in. Hockey helps the homeless coming to Edmonton. This is always uh, a really great event, a lot of fun for a great cause, and it's uh, always good to catch up with Robin. We had uh, him and Murray in studio last year as well. Cam Moon will bounce on with us tonight as well, the play-by-play voice of the Red Deer Rebels. He will update the Western Hockey League playoffs. Your Edmonton Oil Kings in a 2-2 series tie with Prince Albert after the Raiders evened up the series last night at Rogers Place. They play in PA tomorrow. There will be a Game 6 at Rogers Place Sunday afternoon at 2. And between 6.30 and 7 tonight, we will get Gary McCarr on the line. Gary is uh, Kale McCarr's dad. And Kale McCarr is the defenseman for the Colorado Avalanche. Quite a story. UMass Amherst, before that, Brooks Bandits in the AJHL, fourth overall draft pick a couple of years ago, and he wins the Hobie Bakers. NCAA season ends, and the Avalanche sign him, and he jumps in and looked really, really good against the Calgary Flames, helping the Avalanche pull off that upset. The St. Albert Slash playing their final Round robin game today at the SO Cup in Sudbury. This is the female midget AAA championship. The Slash losing 4 nothing to Stony Creek, but the Slash had already wrapped up a spot in the semifinals, and they now know their opponent. They will play Saskatoon tomorrow. The Slash finishing the round robin with a record of 2-2-1. and one. So I'll let you know how they did in their semi tomorrow night on Inside Sports. The CFL Players Association has voted 97.3% in favor of striking if need be. You probably heard Ryan King, the Eskimos player rep on this show a couple of days ago, and uh, the players very disappointed, even offended with the CFL a couple of weeks ago saying, ah, you know what, we'll get we'll get back to this in a couple of weeks. The player's not feeling that this is really being treated like a priority. They will resume talking on Monday in Toronto, so hopefully those go well, but the player's covering all their bases. And they are there are different labour laws in each province, so they needed to get something declared here, basically on the record, that they've already had this, this strike vote if they decide to actually strike and not report to training camp. Hopefully it doesn't make it to that, but we are creeping up on the start of the season, Eskimos training camp set to start on May 19th if there are players uh, there for the camp. Connor McDavid, captain of your Edmonton Oilers, is a finalist for the Ted Lindsay Award. He has won it the last two years. This is the uh, best player in the NHL as voted on by members of the Players Association, most outstanding player in the NHL. The other nominees, Patrick Kane from the Blackhawks, Nikita Kucherov from the Tampa Bay Lightning. I would have to think Kucherov is the favorite to win it, given his gaudy point total this season and the fact that the Lightning won 62 games in the regular season. These votes do not include anything that happened in the postseason. McDavid uh, did win it his last two years. First player to be uh, voted most outstanding by his peers twice before the age of 22 and he's uh, looking to become the first three-time recipient ever before the age of 23 and the first player to win the Lindsay three years in a row since Ovechkin won it in 08, 09, and in 10. So Connor McDavid up for the Ted Lindsay Award. Leon Dreisaitl will be playing for Germany at the World Hockey Championships. A lot of off-season stories for the Oilers. The priority is a general manager. I, I know there have been some reports out there that this, I mean, you know, Bob Nicholson said this could run into into June potentially 
and maybe even close to the draft, June 22nd, 21st in Vancouver before someone is hired. I, you know, I would I would think it's going to happen before that, and, and maybe even next week. I mean, there have there has been the scuttle out there that this could happen before the end of the month or May 1st or 2nd. Uh, the, the sooner the better. Um, Kelly McCrimmon with the Vegas Golden Knights. His name has been out there for a, as a top candidate for somewhere. Edmonton, Seattle, would Vegas try to keep him, you know, give him a different title or, or uh, you know, promise, okay, we're going to shuffle McPhee to this. So that, that's, a, that's a name to watch. Brian Blessing from the Vegas Hockey Hotline in Vegas was on with me last night, had this to say about Kelly McCrimmon. Well, basically, they were not going to let, uh, uh, you know, Kelly talk to anybody until this sorted out. Darren Gregor today said... They're going to give Vegas, you know, a little time to get over this and sort out their organizational map here. Uh, locker room clean-out day is tomorrow. But, but I mean, listen, he's, he'd be a great get for Edmonton. He's, he's, a, he's a wonderful guy. Um, but he's got his pulse on junior hockey. He was instrumental in developing what's going on here uh, at the expansion draft. And honestly, Reed, I, I would say this to you. We'll, we'll see what happens. He couldn't be in a better spot. I'm not saying it, it turns into a full-out bidding war, but but clearly you, you got to believe Seattle's going to be ringing his phone too. So McCrimmon's sitting in the catbird seat. Yeah, good situation for him and the success of Vegas. Which let's let's face it, when a team does that well. It's not all on one person. Just like when a team does poorly, it's not all on one person. But when your team does well, it makes everybody do a little better. And McCrimmon was a big part, no doubt, of assembling that roster. So he will be sought after. He's my number one choice for Oilers GM. If I could just pick anybody and hire them, there there are a lot of names out there. Certainly there are a lot of people who could do the job. I think there are a lot of people who could do the job well. Uh, the Oilers need somebody who's going to do it well for an extended period of time. Elvis wants to talk about that on line one. Go ahead, Elvis. Hey, Reed. Good to listen to you tonight. Good to, to chime in a bit. Yeah, uh, kind of stole my thunder there. That's amazing. Uh, I thought Kelly McCrimmon, too, just listening to all this going on for the longest time. Uh, the biggest thing I like about Kelly McCrimmon, and I think the Oilers could have a little cachet in this, he is a proud Canadian Western guy. I mean, he had his franchise out here for decades. Uh in Western Canada and did extremely well. He's very well versed uh, with, with the amateurs. He knows the pro side so good. And like you said, he was part of a team that was dealing with uh, uh, 30-some-out NHL teams uh, You know, during the expansion draft to select and do all the stuff they did and to put deals together. So he would be my top choice of all. And I was just curious, besides Mark Hunter or Keith Gretzky, is there any other people that you think would be anywhere close? Uh, and Well, quite honestly, Bill Guerin has always intrigued me because he I think he's a pretty intelligent guy. He's worked for the Penguins. And I, I do think you're always better off taking people from successful organizations. Like, there's nothing wrong with stealing good ideas. You don't have, you, you know, and... and uh, I know, like some people are just going to get mad at Bill Guerin's name because he's an ex-player. But yeah, that's I, silly. I, I, I don't, I don't look at that, and I, and I do think there is. How do I, how do I want to put this? Because I, I don't want to rule. I, I'm not saying that you have to be a Western Canadian or or an Edmontonian to get a job like that, but it doesn't hurt to have experience in the market. You know, it yeah. doesn't hurt to know the city and the fan base and the vibe a little bit and how to relate to. The, the fans and, and, and the media and, and, and sort of how you got to conduct yourself in the community. I'm not, I'm not saying 
you know, that Peter Shirelli or any other GMs have been bad guys or, or but, you know, I'm just saying that that could help Garen a little bit that he has experience with him. And I know a lot of people hate this guy. Hextall's name intrigues me just because he's such a, He's such a brash personality that I, you know, I wonder how he would he would handle it here. Uh, and he has some. Like, I don't think Hextall did a bad job in Philadelphia. I think some things kind of went bad there. But but Garen's another name I, I you know I I would consider myself. Absolutely, and like you you talked about success breeds success, and I have to agree with that 100. percent And you like in my opinion, this GM hire is so pivotal now for the simple reason. Like with with Connor McDavid coming out and you know kind of showing that he was frustrated and he should be and stuff like that, I think it's important for the Edmonton fan to kind of get someone that uh, and I agree Billy uh, Billy Garen's got nothing to do with the I mean he's a past owner but he's had nothing to do with them uh, he shouldn't even be associated in that catalog it's not the boys from the thirty or from the eighties is why I guess what I'm trying to say but. Uh, uh, Kelly McCrimmon, I think he just answers everything. I think he'd be a fantastic hire, and I think Edmonton would really, really, all the fans would re- that would really fire them up for uh, for next year. I'm going to keep listening, Reed. Thanks for the line. I really appreciate it, my friend. Okay, see Elvis. That is Elvis at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three, and whoever the new Oilers general manager is, couple of big decisions he'll have. The coach. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And what do you do with the draft pick at number eight? Another name popping into that as a possibility. We'll get to that when we get back. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Good to have you tuning in tonight. one nothing Boston leading Columbus now halfway through the second period. Blue Jackets have picked it up a little bit. Shot 17-10 for the Bruins. At one point, they were 16-4. 16-4. Oilers prospect Evan Bouchard has been named the Ontario Hockey League Defenseman of the Year. 56 points in 45 games for the London Knights this season. Bouchard, whose Knights were eliminated in the OHL, has joined the Bakersfield Condors for their American Hockey League playoffs. Had three points in his first game on Tuesday. The Condors with a 2-1 series lead in their best of five against Colorado. Game four will be Saturday in Bakersfield. So Bouchard, maybe a guy who can help uh, the Oilers' defense down the road, get some offense from there, help them move the puck. Certainly some things that the Oilers are lacking, especially when you look in comparison to uh, some of the teams who are able to get first-round victories in the NHL. Well, you know, it's, uh, what are we, two months away, a little under two months away from the NHL draft, so uh, prospects moving around. I mean, I think you got uh, uh, Hughes and, and Kako at, at the top, probably Bowen Byram out of the Vancouver Giants is going to go third. Uh, uh, speaking of defensemen who can provide offense and and bring a good all-around game. He's he's at the top of that list going into this draft. For the Oilers at number eight, we've uh, talked a lot about players that are the WHL. Uh, could they be there? Some players playing for the United States Development Team Program. And another name 
shooting up the rankings. And uh, I, uh, Craig Button from TSN did a new list today, and he has at number eight a young man by the name of Cole Caulfield. Now, this is an interesting one, and even if it wasn't for the potential for him to to be taken by the Oilers, he, he's interesting because he is not by any means a big man. He's he's listed at five foot seven, maybe even about five foot six and a half. Uh, American player. He's playing for the U.S. currently at the under eighteen championships. He has twelve goals and three assists in, in five games at the tournament. Now, obviously, international hockey sometimes you get a big discrepancy between the good teams and the poor teams. But but still, he had pretty pretty gaudy offensive numbers over the last couple of years and and, and playing for the USN TDP. And he, you know, Craig Button has has moved him up there to number eight. Again, he's only five foot seven. But comparisons to Alex DeBrincat, who is five foot seven for the Chicago Blackhawks, drafted 39th overall in 2016, and this past season for the Chicago Blackhawks had 41 goals and 76 points. And yes, he was available to the Oilers in the in the second round of 2016 when they drafted, and uh, the Oilers wound up going with Tyler Benson, who is having a good year for Bakersfield. But DeBrincat, I, I, could have the Oilers used another 40 goal scorer on their roster this season? Uh, yes, I think so. Heck, they could have moved a couple more guys with 10. So Caulfield's an interesting one. The NHL is, I, I think, going away from where size, well, let me put it this way, size is not as much a priority as it used to be, but still, size is important. Uh, I mean, there's a certain, physics is always a factor, right? When two moving objects collide <laughs> the, the, the bigger one's probably going to survive the collision and get the puck and make a positive play so you know the Oilers have Yamamoto who's a very small player in the minors we'll, we'll see how things work out for him and Caulfield perhaps will be available to the Oilers at number eight and there's no doubt he has a nose for the net and sco- can score in a variety of different ways and, and might be now not next year, maybe not even the year after, but but maybe in two, three, four years, uh, a, a player who would be a, a nice finisher for McDavid and Dreisaitl. But just another name to remember, you know, we've talked about Doc and Krebs and Cousins and probably at least two of those guys not going to be available to the Oilers at number eight. But remember the name Cole Caulfield as we continue to move along to the draft. Okay. We'll uh, talk a little bit about a cool program being initiated by Alberta Golf coming up in the next half hour of the show. We'll uh, later, don't call in yet, but later we'll give away a pair of passes for 18 holes at the Ranch Golf and Country Club. And we will get a parent's perspective on having a kid in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Gary McCarr, father of Avs defenseman Kale McCarr, when we get back. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. The Arizona Cardinals do indeed take Kyler Murray with the first pick of the NFL draft tonight. Bruins leading the Blue Jackets 1-0. 
About five and a half minutes left in the second period. Stars and Blues coming up at 7.30 tonight. The Oil Kings back at it tomorrow in Prince Albert. That best of seven East final is now tied 2-2. More on that with Cam Moon from the Red Deer Rebels broadcast booth coming up in about an hour here on Inside Sports. Well, the Colorado Avalanche pull off the upset of the Calgary Flames in the first round. And partway through that series, they brought in a defenseman out of UMass Amherst who helped a lot. That is... Kale McCarr, who had a great career with the Brooks Bandits in the uh, AJHL, won the Hobie Baker in the NCAA. Bright things ahead for him. And to uh, give us a parent's perspective on seeing his son uh, excel and debut in the NHL, I'm pleased to welcome Kale's dad to the show, Gary McCarr. Gary, how are you doing? Hey, really good, Reed. Thanks for having me on. Well, it is great to talk to you. Thanks for making time for us on Inside Sports and a, uh, a well-traveled hockey dad, a well-traveled hockey family, I guess, over the past couple of weeks, eh? It's just been incredible, and I think everything is, it's sort of so much, but so quick, and each one of these things we've had the joy of experiencing from the NCAA regionals to going to the Frozen Four, to the Hobie Baker, to the Frozen Four final, and then signing a contract, zipping off to Kale from, from Buffalo, uh, to Toronto, to Denver, and then us flying in for the first game and late notice, and you wish you had a few weeks to savor every one of them, because they're all just amazing experiences, but uh, Everybody should have these problems, Reed. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Man, that's that's quite an experience, and uh, it's been cool for me following Kale and, and being at the draft when he was picked and I even remember that that day there was all of a sudden that scuttle almighty actually wound up going first or second still went in, incredibly high and, and and for me I love that he, he came through the AJHL because I spent a good chunk of my career covering that league and, and covering mostly the teams in, in Lloydminster and Bonneville so that's really cool I want to get to that but I, I want to go back to the beginning with you do you remember the first time Kale was on skates or, or, or getting him into hockey? I mean, I know in Canada we usually start pretty young. Uh, what's, uh, what's the story there? Absolutely, and it, it, I certainly do, and it's kind of bizarre in that uh, the area, the Kananaskis, just outside the Rockies there, there's all types of little ponds and skating areas, and there's a place called uh, Allenville Pond, and the first time we put him on skates was on outdoors in a beautiful little mountain setting like that. Might have been maybe in a little our backyard first in a small thing, but really the skating and putting on actual skates, and he wasn't even two, and he could kind of motor around, so it was pretty neat, uh, and then ever since then like every everybody in Calgary and Edmonton you got a backyard rink that your kids live on a community rink and it just sort of came absolutely natural to them well that that's amazing and that that always helps if uh, if if a, if a young man or woman a young boy or girl has that that natural affinity towards a sport now obviously you have a son Taylor playing for the Brooks Bandits as well incredible yep. program in the AJ so I gotta ask are, are you athletic Gary is this all coming from you what's your sporting background I, I think our whole family's always been athletic in a lot of sports, and then my dad coached baseball and hockey when he was younger. Never coached me in hockey, but uh, kind of a, a real neat catalyst was when we were really young. Well, I have a cousin, um, Tom Lysiak. They might remember that name from Medicine Hat Tigers, and he was drafted by Atlanta, number two overall, then went on to be a very good success with Chicago Blackhawks. But Tommy was ten years older than my brother and I, than me, and uh, he kind of gave us, you know, the whole 
wow, you could become a hockey player sort of thing was the real emotional catalyst for us. And it was funny because Tom and Lanny McDonald at the time were the big stars in Medicine Hat, and they'd come to our place in Calgary in the summer, and here we'd be playing ball hockey in the backyard with Tom Lysiak and, and Lanny McDonald, and Stan Weir would be in there too. And you just always loved hockey from that. And with my dad coaching, getting us into the game, it just was all natural. But we played every sport when we were young, so when we had kids, and I'd love coaching before I even had kids and just you try to expose them and you know what if they think there's an affinity and passion you do everything you can to support them and start it from that so yeah a real natural progression and I still probably 90% of my friends that I still have today are ones that I played with as kids of hockey and into men's league hockey and you just realize what the sport can give back so it's just been a great blessing. Well, that, that's a that's a great answer and great perspective. And, it, and you, you touched on this a little bit, but I want to expand on something you said there. And Gary, you know, whenever I do a segment with with hockey parents or with minor hockey, or you know, I, I don't I don't have kids, but with with friends uh, who who do have children and who are growing up, you know, I always get that discussion about. The, the balance like nobody wants to be the crazy hockey dad right but no one wants yep. to be but no one wants to be the the dad who's saying 10 years later oh man if maybe I'd encouraged him a little more to try out for this team or do that how did you balance some of that maybe recognizing Kale's ability um, but you know maybe no one like do you have to know when to back off the throttle a little bit sometimes too or how did you handle that yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much a, a student of a lot of psychology and mental psychology and, you know, having worked in advertising agencies for a year and really a, a passion of mine from a, a whole growth mindset standpoint was, Lord, my, my wife and I just kind of had a plan with kids in terms of be able to expose them to as much as possible and, and teach them to think, to cope at the earliest age possible. So you're, you're, you have to realize that it's not what you want. It's, it's exposing your kids to everything, whether it's musical instruments or sports or reading and seeing what they like and making that fun a huge component of it. So we never really were like, you know what, you're not going to be a professional hockey player. There's never the plan of that. Once we realized that Kale and Taylor, our younger one, a real affinity to sport, well, you, you help them not only in the physical side, but our, our real focus in a lot of ways was, was the mental side, honestly, in trying to ensure that, um, you know, they were learning when they were doing it and they were enjoying it because at the foundation of everything is your your self-esteem, which leads to confidence, and you're the one that has to do it yourself at the end of the day. And to this day, we have a little statement with, you know, it's the man in the mirror that uh, it's all your own personal responsibility. So you encourage them, you put them in good programs, and you surround yourself with really good people with integrity to help the coaching and the physical stuff. But at the end of the day, they have to have fun doing it. And uh, if they have fun doing it, it's not work. You're not, you're not worrying about who's the next guy because they're driving themselves versus you driving them to achieve and so it's kind of a unique perspective but it's uh we're you know very happy to be surrounded with a, a great team of guys since they were young players that uh helping them and when you when the kid has a good attitude people want to help you and it really becomes that that family of support yeah well said gary mccarr joining us on inside sports tonight he is the father of kale mccarr now a defenseman for the colorado avalanche as they get set for the second round of the nhl playoffs i gotta ask you about the decision to go 
go the route of playing in the AJHL and then to the NCAA. Obviously, you know, Kale, a, a great player into his teens and, and could have gone to the WHL. Uh, tell me a little bit about, about weighing the, the options there and, and the ultimate decision for, uh, for Kale to go to the AJHL. Sure, absolutely. You know, in my work kind of as a, as a business consultant and even in everything and with my kids, we, we sort of have a real basic planning planning method of operation, which is uh, where are you now, where do you want to go, how are you going to get there? So you actually can simplify the process. And, you know, I probably did a lot more research than, honestly, a lot of the most hockey parents and seeing what the options were. And it's all available on the internet. It all just takes time to research. And then we had a, a very good insights with my nephew, a fellow named Mark Logan, who played with the Brooks Bandits. And Mark got his scholarship for RIT. He just finished his fourth year now, but got exposed to that side of it, you know, really intimately to realize, okay, and you quickly find out that Brooks is, you know, one of the, the best run franchises. They just treat everything as close as possible to the NCAA side. And our, our goal, once we knew the kids had passion and talent with hockey was, you know, education, I tell them, has to be, has to be your goals. Your dream absolutely is the NHL. And you know what? As tough as it is, never lose that. But the, the goals, the education, you're having fun doing it. You just sort of progress that way. Well, there's, there's no better, there's no best route or not, but for us, in particular, Kale, who was relatively small, it was just a real logical choice saying, you know what, um, he's probably going to develop a little bit slower just because of his size, knowing that he's going to be a big guy because I'm, I'm 6'1", and I'm the smallest guy in our family. But it was a made decision from the Brooks, seeing the quality of the program, the coaching with Paps and Scotty there, that my nephew had been in it firsthand, to say, you know what, it's just a natural. And the interesting thing, you could try that way, and if you don't like it or it's not to you, you can always go the other way. But what a lot of parents, a lot of them still today don't realize, if you sign that contract after being drafted in the Western Hockey League and you step on the ice, it, it voids your chances to play NCAA hockey. So when you step back and you put it on the table, it's, it was the right decision absolutely for us. And it's a longer progression. You really get more chance to develop if you're not in any rush to get anywhere. And our whole plan was see how you progress because, you know, honestly, Reed, if you're good, and you got the right attitude and character, they're going to find you. There's no hidden kids these days. It's, it's incredible how, uh, you know, how so much scouting takes place at everything. So it was a pretty relatively easy decision for us having been exposed. And at the same time, and I, I get the opportunity, I'll do some speaking on behalf of College Hockey Inc., which is a, a marketing side for the NCAA, just to tell our story. And I tell them there's no right or wrong way. It's, it's really up to the parents and the kids working in town them to make that decision and really ask as many questions as you can otherwise you you don't know what you want at 14 years old so that's what I tell everybody take the time figure out get yourself a plan and get exposed to both routes because uh, there's no right or wrong and the Western Hockey League is a tremendous league it really is Ron Robison is one of the, the best individuals you'll ever meet the league is fantastic and for some kids you want to get there faster and you've got the physical size and things it's a great option for us the AJHL and particularly the Brooks program was just perfect and it's that progression which led to a bunch of exposure with colleges and just been great for us yeah well said for sure Gary I gotta ask you this and you touched on it a little bit at the beginning but what was it like seeing him make his 
Avalanche debut, his NHL debut, and not just that, but in a playoff series. And oh, by the way, against the Calgary Flames. Uh, I I believe the team he grew up cheering for. That must have been pretty crazy. It was, you know, it was bizarre and and conflicted is the big word, honestly, Reed. Uh, And it even made it more so because when I was in the agency business, we did so much of work for the Calgary Flames from a public relations and even an advertising standpoint. I still know a lot of people there. There's just a class organization. Um, Peter Hanlon, who's the vice president of communications, is just an absolute gem of a guy. He was the first one that came and shook our hand at the draft for Kale. Just all these connections. And, I mean, I don't know if there's a piece of Calgary Flames gear that we don't, we don't own as fans. Kale doesn't own as a fan. So here's Laura and I in the stand shaking our white pom-poms, go, abs, go. And, you know, Mark Giordano is my favorite player. He's just a phenomenal human being. And you're like... Something doesn't feel right. So I thought when we got home from Denver, we might find our house egged or something. But, uh, boy, (laughs) tough. You hit it on the nose, Reed. It was very tough, that's for sure. Well, it, it turned out pretty well. The Avs, uh, one of uh, one of many incredible stories, I guess, out of the out of the first round. But uh, for, from an individual story, uh, Kale might be at the top for sure, jumping in there and playing so well. Well, I, I didn't even ask you. What was your reaction when he scored? You must have been oh. going nuts. <laughs> It just, yeah, I think they showed us on the screen. It was funny, Laura and I, and I was just, wow, because we're going, you know what, he just came off off the plane, basically, you know, from NCAA, which is really good hockey, the national championship. And I tell you, you're paying, playing some big guys at a high level, and nothing really phases Kale, but I didn't expect him to get that much ice time. I thought, you know what, they'll ease him in, maybe give him three or four minutes or so, second power play, and, but you know what? It, it's it's almost not unexpected in the way because he's he's a cool customer. He doesn't you know he takes everything, reframes it as a challenge, and puts it on his shoulders. And what can he do? So, I think it was really nice to see the coaches give him some confidence and and see what he could do. But yeah, yeah, you, you pinch yourself in your first shot on goal. You you score. You can't write that stuff. It's just nutty. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, Gary, I mean, thanks so much for your perspective. It's really cool and taking us all the way back to when, to when Kale was a young guy getting involved in the game and, and where he is now. And obviously he's got, uh, he's got a lot of greatness ahead of him. Thank you so much for your time and enjoy the rest of the postseason. I hope we'll talk again. Awesome. Appreciate it, Reed. Thanks for talking to me. That is Gary McCarr, father of Avalanche Defense. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. It's been Kale McCarr. The Avs take on the Sharks tomorrow night at 8. Inside Sports on 6.30, Chet. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6.30, Chad. 1-0 Boston leading Columbus now through two periods in Game 1 of that series. Later on tonight, Stars and Blues in Game 1. We had St. Louis defenseman Colton Pareko on the show last night. Well, we are rolling into golf. I got in my first round this morning and some uh, exciting things going on with Alberta Golf. And I'm pleased to uh, welcome Kevin Smith to the show. Kevin, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? 
Reed, I'm doing fantastic, and it's great to be on with you guys in Edmonton. I guess no pro hockey in other city right now, so let's talk some golf. Yeah, well, well, well trust me. I, you know what? I, I, my first round two years ago was the day of the double overtime Talbot interfered with against the Sharks. And I did the post-game show until 3 a.m., and I think I was up at 5 to golf that morning. So I always remember that first round, first round of golf from a couple of years ago. Anyway, uh, hey, uh, thanks for checking in. I, I mean, obviously, uh, we, uh, I guess we used to be colleagues because you were working for Global TV uh, in Calgary, and now you've joined Alberta Golf as the Director of Communications. And I'm going to let you tell the story here because uh, you have a great program calling, call, going called Youth on Course. What's going on here, Kevin? Yeah, it's really cool, Reed. This started about 10 years ago in the Northern California Golf Association. They had about 10 courses. Uh, the idea was to get kids on for $5 or less. And it's grown to 30 states, and they're coming up on their millionth round. And we are doing the pilot program here in Alberta. First time ever in Canada this week. And they're hoping in a few years that it'll roll all across the country. So we've compiled 12 courses that you can golf for $5 or less. If you're youth between the 8 to 6 and 18 and a member of Alberta Golf and five of the courses are in the Edmonton area so I wanted to make sure people knew that you can golf uh, Red Tail Landing, White Tail, uh, West Block, Goose Hummock and Eagle Rock and uh, it's, it's a really cool program. If you're between the age of say 6 and 12 you're probably going with your parents. Uh, maybe a bit older you're going with your buddies but let's face it even, even a $20 junior round if you want to golf two three times a week how many juniors can afford that? But you can afford $5 for 18 holes, and it'll be $3 for nine holes. So, hey, if you're a member at a, at, a, at a different course and they have a tournament that day, pop over to one of those five courses with your youth on course, course card and, and play for $5. All right. How can people get one of these? So you just join Alberta Golf. You can go to albertagolf.org, and you'll see the youth on course uh, header there. Just click on it. Join. It's $49 to join Alberta Golf for the season, and you get... Handicap factor, you get club protection. I and hey, you get to go for five dollars at all these courses. So uh, it's a pretty cool program, and we're hoping it grows in the province and across the country. Well, this is great, and and uh, in anything that that get that gets uh, kids playing. And I mean, hey, you know what it's like. We're primarily a, a hockey country, but we I think we've come a long a long way in a lot of other sports as well. And and golf is is one of them. Uh, I mean, going back to Mike Weir, Connor's doing well. We've seen uh, Hearn and guys like that do very well on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. In your experience, and it's interesting because you would have done stories on on this type of thing as a broadcaster. And now you're working for Alberta Golf. What is one of the challenges from getting kids playing golf and, and keeping them playing golf? I mean, every sport has that uh, maybe a bit of an obstacle for a kid to stay involved or for parents to get a kid involved. What do you think it is for golf? I think it's probably twofold. One is probably the cost, and in a, a thing like this on course can certainly help with that. Uh, the second is probably time. And we're actually, we have a second event that we're doing now. We're just doing it in Calgary this year. We're hoping to have it in Edmonton by next year. It's called Rent the Hole. A private course is giving us the course for the whole day, and families of six can rent a hole for 90 minutes. So they play the hole for 90 minutes. Dad's in the bunker practicing shots. Kids are putting. And after the 90 minutes, you go and have a barbecue. You've spent, what, two hours, kind of like a movie. And the kids have enjoyed golf. You know, no one's pushing you from behind, the intimidation of pick up your pace, because you just have the whole. So it's thinking of ways to get kids on courses 
and not feeling intimidated, having it being cheap, and maybe it not going five hours. So things like that we're thinking about for sure. I, I think those are great. So albertagolf.org, if people want to check more of this uh, out, these are some great initiatives. For sure, the Youth on Course program is what we were talking about off the top. Kevin, before I, I let you go, uh, I, I got to uh, tap into your broadcast experience. I, I know you shot me a note earlier today uh, reminding me that you covered the Masters for uh, for several years and, and Tiger back on top. But just tell me a little bit about... Uh, the, the Augusta experience uh, for, for you as a member of the media and, and, and maybe just seeing Tiger get, get his 15th major a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, for sure. My first Masters was 2011, and I'll never forget walking down to Amen Corner for the first time. And it's probably the only course in the world where the course is just as or more famous than the golfers that golf on it. So I didn't care if there were any golfers we knew down there. Just seeing Amen Corner, seeing 11, 12, the tee off on 13, being able to take some pictures on Monday and Tuesday was pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, I covered Tiger in 2013, so I was there when he had the four-stroke penalty for the illegal drop. I was there in 2015 when he was coming off the chipping yips and actually played quite well and made the cut. So for him to come back and finally win, I mean, it was emotional. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I had a tear in my eye when he was hugging his son and his family, and I, I think everyone rushed to the golf range the next day, so... Don't kid yourself. This is a big boost to golf, even in Alberta. I think him winning, I think people are thinking golf. Non-golfers are talking about it. And uh, I think golf's in an amazing spot. It was before he won, and, and boy, it's even more now with a, a major coming up in a few weeks at a place he's won before. Kevin, we'll have to talk again this summer. I, I think this is awesome what Alberta Golf is doing. Again, it's the Youth on Course program. You can go to albertagolf.org. Kevin, thanks for checking in, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And can I mention one quick thing? We have a rec series event, June 15th at Jasper Park Lodge. So this is right for your listeners. There's a bus leaving from the ranch at 7 in the morning that morning. So check it out on our website. As you'll see it under recreational, it's a fun day. Use your handicap, doesn't matter what level you are. You get to play Jasper, you get dinner, you get prizing, and then you bus back. So that's something to look for as well if you live in the Edmonton area. Right on. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Kevin Smith from Alberta Golf. And speaking of the ranch, we want to give away a pair of 18-hole passes to the Ranch Golf and Country Club Championship Caliber Edmonton Course that's hosted many Canadian Tour events. Caller number 5-780-496-0063. We will talk a little bit about Hockey Helps the Homeless when we get back. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.